And welcome Desk of Lady Ada. Hey everybody, welcome to another Desk of Lady Ada. We're doing these Sunday nights at Lady Ada o'clock, which is sometimes around 8, sometimes around 10. It's always around Sunday night though, uh, you know, getting ready for the week. And uh, that means wrapping up some of the electronics that are on our desk. The air quality outside is frightful, but the information about electronics we give you is going to be delightful. Yeah, we also do have some air quality projects coming up soon because we've been we were going to do them. Uh, twenty twenty, spin the wheel. A yeah. little bit of advice, everyone. I've told this to our team. You know, we have a hundred plus employees. Get a go bag. Be yes. ready to occasionally not be home during some type of disaster because that's everything that's going on this year. That's our little. That's our little uh, public service. That's now. right. Also, get a flu shot. We did, and we got a COVID test. Yeah, I got a COVID test. We do it every month now. We're trying to set a good example for everybody. Crushing the curve. Okay, you want to get to some Tronics? Yeah. What um, What do you want to show this week? Well, I thought, let's start. Let's show some electronics on my desk that I've been messing with today. I actually worked on a lot of testers this weekend, which are, which we took a couple of videos of. Um, I also picked up one of these. This is a Sparklet. Um, I saw this um, being tweeted about with Microsoft Expressive Pixels. There. I was like, what is Microsoft Expressive Pixels? Well, first off, um, I took this thing apart, and it's got like 18 by 18. It's like an 18 pixel diameter. I think these are their NeoPixel they're dot stars. I think they're not they're NeoPixels because they're four pins. So they're like uh, 2020, 2 millimeter by 2 millimeter. There's a little bit of power stuff here. And on the back, there's uh, an NRF52840. Looks like there's like a couple other receiver options or expansion modules and a uh, lipo charger booster. Um, looks actually kind of like a yeah, it's actually a, a like a knockoff uh, a power boost or maybe they just redrew the power boost. But it's the same. It's the same two chips. It's the TPS uh, sixty one hundred nine and um, the uh, MCP seven. 3871. So, well, you know, those are those are popular um, chips, and they got a charging status and a little charging a boost converter here. Um, USB comes in to charge and do data, and um, there is, uh, this is an NR52840, like I mentioned. Uh, there's a reset switch and a button, and when I double-clicked the reset switch, it came up as a UF2 chip. So you could pretty easily uh, if somebody wanted to port CircuitPython to this or, or run it with Arduino, uh, it's probably running Arduino. It's actually probably running our board support package. Uh, they just don't talk about it. Um, it's not open source hardware, so I can't uh, you know prove it. But Microsoft is not buying TikTok, so they're going to have plenty of time to get back to this project. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, sorry. So the cool thing about this is that it runs with um, Microsoft Expressive Pixels, which I wanted to try out. So when you when you plug this in. This kind of does some animations, and I'll put the little diffuser on it. Actually, let me, no, let me uh, grab my diffuser. I have some um, uh, LED acrylic, which will do a really good job of diffusing this. Much more visible. Um, and then, yeah, let's go to the computer so we can see. Uh, let's open up Expressive Pixels. So this is a Microsoft Research app. I think it's a, something is related to MakeCode, although I, I'm not, I couldn't quite figure out exactly what. And um, so I'll bounce back between the two. 
right, so, yeah. So so you can the mouse over these. Yes, yeah, so you can connect to it over Bluetooth or USB. And I'm just going to connect over USB. Um, and it like, does a little thing. And then what's nifty is that as you like mouse over, like I'm mouse overing this weather uh, animation. Yeah. You can see here. Um, if you bounce back to the overhead, you'll see that same uh, animation display. Maybe it would be better to have this. It's more visible. It's pretty bright. It's so bright. Um, and then if you do like, a, maybe I'll do this this flower. Maybe this flower is a little bit more visible. You want to try that one? Yeah. What I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna do a live editing here and uh, see if I can have both on the screen at the same time. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Well. I see this lightning. This one's a little bit more visible. Yeah, okay. So Light pulse. So as you mouse over these, it's like, you know, and there's like a little LED editor. So you can um, make, make animations in this Windows app, and it syncs automatically. And um, they have support for, like, larger pixel displays. So um, I've got, you know, the... Uh, this is like the flame. The flame looks kind of cool. Well, I've, I've got this, uh, you know, we've been working with RGB LED matrices a lot, um, like 64 by 32. That's kind of cool, but yeah, it's, it's a little bright. But you can, it's like a flame effect. You can see it. Yeah, same. So with the, the LED matrices that we've got in the store, these 32 by 64, I think it can, you know, the code is actually in Arduino. I found like the GitHub repo. and. And also, it's, it's a lot of Adafruit code, so I, I, I have a high expectation that I can get um, this uh, you know, matrix portal to work with um, expressive pixels, which could be a cool project. So I just tried that out this, this weekend. Okay. So far, so good. Oh, a little bit of follow-up. John in the chat says, thank you so much for the Maximum Evaluation Kit. Thanks for the tip. That's free. Right. That's right. It's free. We deliver. Uh, we deliver the free. Okay. Okay, so that's expressive pixels, so cool stuff. Check it out. Um, you can pick up a sparklet. I got it on Amazon, but I think they also have a website. So next up, um, it's time for STEMA Sunday. We're celebrating over 50 STEMAs. There's a lot more, but... No, there's actually like 55, because yeah. it's been, you know, just like one or two a week. And, you know, one little note. Um, if you go to the open source hardware certification site, they uh, reached a milestone of 1,000 open hardware certifications. Adafruit is about 419. We are about 43%-ish of all certified open source hardware. We want people to dethrone us. Yeah. Get that open source hardware up there. You should. You don't be, want us to be a number one. You we have 40%, but we, we want to be like 10%. You, yeah. Um, so this little demo is, um, this is running on the uh, Stemma QT, so I'll unplug this. I have it wired up to a uh, 320 by 240 TFT. Um, this is the Rev B. So the Rev B, um, you can see there's one green wire. I had one little mistake. But what's cool is on the bottom you can uh, solder in a QSPI, sorry, an SOIC flash memory, SPI flash memory. It's not QSPI. The Sandy 21 doesn't have QSPI support. Um, but you can add extra storage if you'd like. Um, and then, uh, you know, trying out 
testing out all the things that are in the board definition, like a TFT display. So that's why I've got it wired up to this display is I'm, I'm testing out the SPI port, uh, the GPIO port, and then um, connecting up a sensor. So you can build like fairly complicated projects thanks to having 10 GPIO pins and this uh, I2C port. So this is a, a, a thermal camera demo, just showing, uh, showing it off with a uh, MLX uh, 9640. These are actually out of stock now, right? Um, because there's no thermal cameras available anywhere on Earth. They're all being used for uh, medical devices, yeah. which is which is a good thing. Uh, but sign up, and as soon as we have more of these, uh, we will uh, have them in stock. But in the meantime, you can see. Yeah, Bye. I guess just a little side note. So we um, at Adafruit we publish our daily protocols, Adafruit.com/slash/OpenSafely. So we do temperature checks every day. So I have like. Everyone's temperature in the entire company, we log it every day. It's, yeah. You know, if there's fevers and everything. And, you know, everyone's um, like exactly like 98 degrees. Yeah, everyone stays pretty much the same. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if this is one of the things that carries forward um, as we hit flu season and more because um, it hasn't been a tool that uh, we're not going to stop doing it, but we also delivered thermometers to all of our team members at home so before they even leave they're not feeling well they're taking your temperature so yeah you know sometimes we get asked questions like how are you running adafruit and what are you doing we're gonna keep doing the temperature thing but i don't i don't know um if if that's going to be one of the things that you see a lot of businesses do like a lot of them went out and got all these thermal cameras a lot of them have um fever screening um, we do it. We're always going to do it because, like, we don't have other tools <laughs> in our lives yet. No, I mean, we just one of can. many things. So yeah. we'll see what happens. So, anyways, we did notice, though. You know, we it's hard to get a lot of things that are used for these devices. Yeah, we did get a shipment of AMG eighty eight thirty three. So, the eight by eight thermal camera modules, and we ordered those like in January. You know, we were we were just placing an order, anyways. And they're like, they'll be delayed, but they actually did ship us a bunch. So if you have, a, if you want an AMG 8833, if you've been waiting for one of those, uh, they're in stock. So that's our STEM IQT project for the week. Okay. Um, this is, I had, you know, one more revision just to fix that one little green wire hack. And I ordered PCBs and I worked on a tester. We have a little video that we'll post this week of um, the test procedure. I don't have the tester here anymore. I dropped it off at the office. Um, but we can uh, test a STEM IQT, sorry, a Cutie Pie board in um, under three seconds, which is great. It's okay. very promising. Um, finally, um, I've got the, uh, hold on. I got the PCBs for the, uh, oh man, it's not, okay, for the uh, Metro ESP32-S2. So, you know, I like, for, for a module this big, I mean, this is a pretty chunky module. It has the ESP32-S2, uh, four megabytes of flash and two megabytes of PS RAM. So it's pretty big. Um, so I do want to have a feather design, of course, but I wanted to start with a um, ESP32-S2 uh, Metro. So it can Arduino Uno shape. So Wi-Fi module, USB-C, debug port, power supply, uh, LiPo charger, uh, DC power on-off switch, and eh, a STEMIQT connector. Uh, so it's going to be USB-C and also uh, DC power. It'll be um, 
a pretty simple build. I just have to put this together to verify. It, the first time I build a board with any chipset or module is always the toughest because you know you want to. Um, there's all these little things you don't realize you didn't know. Once I have one good schematic for a chip or module, though, I can kind of spin them out into multiple versions. So, you know, like I've done that with the SAMD21. Like once I made all the mistakes I had to make with the SAMD21, now I can quickly design new SAMD21 boards um, without much uh, uh, difficulty or complexity. So, um, so that's that. And then, um, okay, so let's go to the computer. And we're going to we're going to talk about uh, capacitive touch sensing. We're going to go right into the great search. Or you well, want, or you want to start talking first? You know, let's just go straight to the great search, and then you can pop into the computer, and I'll All right. and I'll introduce it. Okay, every single week we do the great search. Ditch key. What are we looking for this week, Lydia? A great tune. That's right. Now with lyrics. Um, so uh, folks who've been watching the Adafruit site have noticed that uh, we have been going through and stemma QTifying um, a lot of our sensors and devices. So, um, you know, the List3DH, for example, used to be just a plain breakout. We stopped it for many years. Uh, it's product ID 2809, but then like two weeks ago, we stemma QTified it. We added um, plug and play sensors and made it kind of the standard one inch by 0.7 inch shape. We did the same thing for this uh, VL53LOX um, and the OLED. So we've been going through and adding these plug and play connectors to make it really easy for people to say use it with the Cutie Pie. They just, they just plug in whatever they want, no soldering required. You can get a, pretty far uh, without having to worry about any wiring issues. And um, uh, fellow Adafruiter JP was asking, hey, you know, do you know when you're going to have the STEM QT version of the NPR-121? This is a very popular capacitive touch sensor, the NPR-121 people. You know, people in the maker community have been using this chip for like over a decade. And um, we've got a breakout, and you can even see there's like even a little bit of space here. We could add the two STEM QT connectors. It, would, it wouldn't even really change physical shape, which would be really nice. Um, unfortunately, the NPR-121 is no longer made. It's discontinued. Now, there's enough in stock around the world that I'm able to kind of keep the current breakouts and shields that we make available, but you can't buy more of these, really. I mean, and I wouldn't design um, a new breakout using this chip because any day now, I'm going to get, uh, you know, news that you, I can't even get back stock. There's no gray market available either. It's completely gone, uh, which is a shame because it's a really nice chip. Not sure why NXP discontinued this. Anyways, um, so JP is saying, hey, on the next uh, great search, can you show, you know, you showed how to find alternatives when there's like a clear alternative, but what if there isn't like a suggested alternative? What if it's like really obsolete? There's really discontinued and there's no equivalent. So I thought, let's, because this is a common thing, let's go over and show what I do and how I'm going to find the alternative chip that I could use to make a STEM QT breakout. Now the NPR-121 is discontinued. Um, so this is so discontinued that like you can't even back order it. Um, it's, it's just completely deleted off of like the website. Like it's still there for record. Um, 
And you can see that, you know, they, they do stock our breakouts, and there's other breakouts like from DF Robot or MicroE or Seed, but for the most part, like, this chip isn't available. Well, the first thing you want to do is uh, pop up the, um, the data sheet, which I actually have in the tutorial. So I'm going to open the data sheet. So this is the um, NPR 121, and you want to look at the pinout. Um, and if you're lucky, you'll be able to find a chip that has an equivalent pinout. I will say, once in a while, you find a chip that's discontinued, and there's an equivalent pinout version, like uh, the HMC uh, magnetometer, the 5883, HMC 5883, was a very popular magnetometer by Honeywell. They discontinued it. And another company made the MMC 5883, which is pin compatible. It wasn't software compatible, but it was pin compatible. If you're lucky, that's available. So let's see, let's see if we're lucky. So I'm going to take advantage of this product attributes search again. It's very powerful when you're looking for alternatives. Um, so I want to search within the capacitive touch sensors. I don't need to be by NXP. Um, I do want it to be I squared C. I don't care about the inputs. I'll tell you why. Because what if it has 20 inputs or 24 inputs? I just want something that has at least 12. So I'm going to actually leave this unchecked. And I do want it to be surface mount. Um, and then, you know, if I'm lucky, it's pin compatible and it's voltage compatible, but nothing else is, is like as specific. So let's view similar. Um, okay, so now we're going to again, uh, because we don't want to get stuck with uh, you know, selection of the NPR 121 again, let's apply only active. And then, okay, see, because sometimes there's up to 16 inputs or 12 inputs. So I want at least 12 inputs. So I'm going to control click and go through, wow, there's like 150 inputs. It's like some multiplex thing. And let's uh, apply the filters. Okay, cool. Um, so looks like there's, you know, buttons up to 16, up to eight. So this is kind of cool. This one is a little nutty. Oh, this is like a touchpad controller that also has, I guess, button support. That's too many though. I don't need something like this. And also it's not individual. Like you can tell it's a 48 QFN. You have to have one electrode per connector. So this isn't, this isn't probably gonna be what I want. Um, so next up, let's do more filters. So all these voltages look good to me because I'm okay with it running at 3.3 volts. Um, I don't want something huge, so I'm going to pick all of these 32 and less. And I think the 72 inputs is kind of bonkers, so I'm just going to select 25 or less. Okay, well next up, actually because I selected all of them, there's a lot more options than last time. Let me look to see if there's any that use the exact same um, package that uh, this one has. So this is a 20 pin. If you go down to the bottom, you can see the package. Packages are always at the bottom of the data sheet, by the way. So this is a three by three 20 QFN. Yeah, we might be lucky. So here's a, a 20 QFN uh, three by three. 
And here's another QFN. Note that one's a VQFN and one's a QFN. What's the difference? I don't, I don't know. I just call them QFNs. I don't know what the... V sometimes is like very thin. It's like, okay, great. Um, okay, it looks like there's a couple options here. Cool. These are all up to 12. So let's start with the Scilabs one. Oh, okay. So when you see this, ah, oh, this happens. You see this big warning? It says not recommended for new designs. That's the thing you got to watch out for. It's still available, but they're, they're basically giving you a hint that like, hey, like this isn't going to be around for very much longer. We might discontinue this at any time. Warning. Warning. Yeah, I like how they put it on every page. So again, let's go to the bottom of the data sheet and find the... Sorry, the I actually don't want it to be at the bottom. I want that to be at the top, and I want to find the pinout. Let's find the pinout. Pinout, 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 pinout. They don't have it here. Hold on. This really drives me a little nuts. They should always have the pinout at the top. Okay. So, looks like they have the uh, countries going around here, and then pin 3 is ground, pin 4 is VDD. So then we compare that to this, and we'll see it's, it's definitely not compatible because you see this has power and ground on pin 6 and 20, like they're across from each other, and this has power and ground on pins 3 and 4. So the CPT112, first off, it's not recommended for new designs, eh. Uh, and second, um, it's not pin compatible anyways. So we'll keep it in mind, but, it, you know, it's not recommended. Okay, and then um, there's more in that family, the CPT series. Um, but it's pretty much either CPT-112s or the AT42 QTs. So let's check out the, uh, the next one down, which is the um, AT42 QT. So this one is by Atmel. It comes in a bunch of different packages. Um, SOIC, TSOP, QFN. And it has two modes, a comms mode where you use I2C and then a standalone mode, which I really like. Standalone mode is really cool because it lets you um, basically have capacitive touch buttons that go straight to GPIO. Uh, you don't need a microcontroller at all. So it's like you can plug it into any kind of electronics. But let's look at the uh, QFN. So uh, it does have 12 keys. So you can see key 0 through key 11. So there's 12 inputs. But again, the power and ground, I always just look at those first because if those don't match, I can't make anything else match. These are on pins 8 and 9, which doesn't match the way that the MPR121 has. So this isn't pin compatible, but... It is functionally compatible. Um, it has I squared C. It has the 12 inputs as power. It has I squared C. It has reset. It has like an interrupt. So, you know, that's going to be very similar to you have an IRQ, I squared C, and then, you know, a couple other pins and power and then 12 elements. So, you know, this isn't a bad uh, uh, replacement. You would have to relay out your board. Um, but maybe that's worth it. You know, that, that does happen every few years. You'll find you can't find a part. You might not need to respin the board. 
However, like the overall functionality I think is close enough that I would probably pick this as an alternative. Um, this one looked really good, but again, it's not recommended for new designs, which is kind of a little scary to me. I don't want to get involved with another chip that's going to break my heart. So that's, uh, that's how I found an equivalent for the NPR 121. You're wondering what should I use? I can't get that. Uh, check out the AT42QT 2120 series from Atmel Microchip. Uh, they've got a couple different packages. Uh, I'm sure if you look online, you'll probably find some example code from them or others. A, a nice 12 input capacitive touch controller. All right, that's a great search for DigiKey. We found it. Okay, so a uh, couple comments, questions, and more. Yeah. Um, Bill from AT Maker stopped by. Tell him more. Thanks for adding the V high pin on that design. That was for the ESP 32S2, I think. Yes. And then speaking of Stemma, I was going to add Stemma to the HT16K33 backpacks, but the chips are hard to find, get hold of. Any chance you could stock those, or are those chips getting sunsetted? They're not getting sunsetted, but they're from Holtec, and you have to buy them direct from Holtec. I've always been a little weirded out that like you can't get Holtec chips. Um, you know, from a distributor, I would, you know what, if y'all email DigiKey and ask them to carry Holtec, maybe they will, because I think it would be very nice. There's a lot of uh, low cost chips, LED drivers and microcontrollers from Holtec that uh, I think could really benefit the DigiKey catalog. All right. Also, people like the jingle. It's a nice jingle. They like the jingle. Yeah. Because that's this, you know, I, I live here with Lady Ada. And uh, I hear her humming and singing, where in the world's a part I need, I'll go check DigiKey. Okay. Um, well, now I do, because I got that song in my head. Okay. So someone, I'm just going to, the person who, like, posted the same question a billion times and, like, flooded the chat, like, I have to, I have to tell you not to do that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. I'm cool. Yeah. Don't flood. Do, do, do. Put your time out. Okay. Any Next up, uh, thanks for sharing your process with searching for the equivalent. Uh, equivalent searching is a is a big challenge for engineers. So this is why I'm doing a couple different versions of it. I think it's 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 not it's like you you're often brought onto a project that's like well we you know we've had this product for many many years and we have to um, revise it. I mean this happens with software as well, right? You, you're very happy you have some web service or some software product that's great. And then um, all of a sudden, you know, that version isn't available or it's sunsetted or, you know, TLS 1.1 is, is basically deprecated across the board and throughout the internet and you have to basically figure out how to port your stuff over to TLS 1.2. Whatever it is, is a common issue with technology. Technology moves forward, we have to keep up. Uh, sometimes we find drop-in replacements. Sometimes you have to do a little bit of board respin or API rework. That's part of the game. Okay. Uh, Skur says, liking the AT42QT1070 for capacitive touch board. Yeah. They have that they've solid capacitive touch. It's called the Q-Touch. That's yeah. where the QT stands for. Um, someone's going to email DigiKey about the Holotech chips, thanks. Be sure. And... That's how they get new products. They get suggestions. Here's a request. More lore tutorials not involving a gateway or cloud. Okay. Cool. 
All right, sweet. All right, that is our Desk of Lady Ada this week. We're Thanks, everybody. Mark. Thank you so much, everybody. Continue to stay safe. Wear a mask. Make plans. There's a lot of things. Make a go bag. There's a lot of things that you can't control, but there's a lot of things you can. Get a flu shot. These are all things that we we'll try to remind everyone. Register to vote. Do your mail-in vote thing. Get, look it up. We have adafruit.com slash vote for other resources. Thanks to the folks who said they're going to be a poll worker in their location. Yay. So we'll see everybody next week. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye.